I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yesterday, you might have noticed on Instagram, we uploaded our very first Guru's Grid, our own little version of the grid for the footy desperate. If you want to go back and have a look at our Facebook or our Instagram, you will be able to see it there. The way that I've done it, it is a nine-box grid, uh, and it's got three columns, player one, player two, player three. Now, there's three pictures of each player zoomed into a particular jersey that they played in, uh, trying to keep the identity of the player a secret, but let you know which jerseys they wore throughout their career. And as I said, this is for the real footy desperate. So people that are able to look at a jersey and identify the year that that jersey was worn or a ballpark idea of when that jersey was worn by that team, therefore when that player played for that team. So this is really fun. It can in- include rep jerseys, whether it be City, Country, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Indigenous All-Stars. It can be absolutely anything, which is Super, super exciting. And most of the time, for uh, I think for a lot of people that are big rugby league fans that listen to this podcast, you will be able to identify the ballpark timeline based on the jerseys of each club team. So this is for the footy desperate. These are meant to be hard. Uh, so I don't think you would get each and every one of them. But I, I think it's going to be real good fun. I think quite often in rugby league, we get these trivias put out. And I think quite often they're a little bit too easy. I think these are achievable, but they're pretty tough. So if you get all three, I think you've done pretty well. Well, we're going to try and have one of these every weekday uh, during the regular season, and then we'll reveal the answers here on the podcast and just talk about each player as well. So it's a concept that I'm really excited about. Let's have a look at Guru's Grid number ones. You can see at the top of these posts, if you go to Instagram... Guru's Grid, and you can see in the top right corner, it says number one, and there will be a few of them. So even if you're listening to these later or whatever, you can go back and listen to the podcast and catch up on all of those. But Guru's Grid, number one, and player one, we've got a South Sydney Rabbitohs jersey, a New South Wales Blues jersey, and a Manly Sea Eagles jersey. Um, Now, for those that are able to piece together the the time span of these, obviously, that's a recently um, recently used New South Wales Blues jersey, a pretty 
pretty recent one over the last 10 or 15 years or so. Uh, that jersey was, of course, uh, the New South Wales Blues in, what year was that? I want to say 2017, around that mark. I'm going to get it up exactly here. 2016, that one there was. So played for the New South Wales Blues in 2016. Also played for South Sydney and for the Manly Seagulls. That player is still playing in the competition right now. I think a lot of people got this one right. A few people went for Glenn Stewart. Now, he obviously played for South Sydney and Manly and for the New South Wales Blues, but... If you're able to identify when this jersey was worn, in particular the Manly one, you would have known that it in fact was not Glenn Stewart. It was Dylan Walker. Dylan Walker, he's now played more than 200 first grade games. Pretty impressive. 210 first grade games. A mascot jet from my local area. I do remember watching Dylan play when he was quite young. Uh, Obviously, he was very, very talented at a young age and had an absolute stack of ability. It was fucking incredible uh, watching him as a youngster, Dylan Walker. And then he obviously made his way into the South Sydney side uh, and, you know, he obviously won a comp in 2014. Pretty impressive stuff. Made his debut in 2013, played 16 games, scored eight tries, but 2014 is when he really came into his own. 24 games, 12 tries and won the premiership. I personally thought uh, he was top three, if not the best centre in rugby league that year. He was incredible. Dylan Walker kept that form up in 2015, 22 Two games for 13 tries. Very, very impressive. Uh, obviously didn't play out overly well for Dylan uh, at the back end of that season. Ended up making a move to the Manly Seagulls and played over 100 first grade games for the Seagulls. 124 first grade games there at centre, 5'8". I think he played hooker a couple of times as well and then became a 14. And I think Dill Walker is one of these guys that uh, that 14 role has become super important in every single team that he's in. The influence he has when he comes on the field. And you know, obviously he played at the Manly Seagulls Eagles until 2022 uh, and then made the move over to the New Zealand Warriors this year and I personally thought he was incredible. One of their more consistent players this year played a huge role uh, in that side especially when you know Tohu Harris wasn't playing or he came off the field or when AFB came off he just added a little bit of creativity a bit of ball movement and leg speed through the middle and Dylan Walker I think he's a really important part of the New Zealand Warriors moving forward so uh, it has been a great career so far for Dylan Walker he's obviously won a premiership I think he got Dallium Centre of the Year in 2017 when he was at the Manly Seagulls. 25 games, 13 tries. Handy goal kicker as well. Hits him at about 70% or so. Uh, so it has been a pretty impressive start to his career for Dylan Walker. Start to his career. He's getting pretty old now, to be fair. I think he just had year 10. So how old is he? 29 years old. So it'll be interesting to see. He's at 200 and how many games is he at? 210. So he needs 90 more games to hit the 300 game mark. Dylan Walker, at 29 years of age, I mean, it'd be hard. What does he need? 90 more games? What's that? About five more seasons, probably. So interesting to see. That'll make him 34 years of age. I can see Dylan Walker doing that, especially with the role that he plays at the moment, uh, how he comes off the bench and he has impact. He's not playing a staggering amount of minutes every single week. So interesting to see how close Dylan Walker does get to that 300-game mark uh, over the next couple of years, and whether it's at the New Zealand Warriors or makes a move somewhere else. Obviously, with utilities and 14s, as he gets older, uh, you might start to look 
look in a different direction as well. So it'll be interesting to see how close he gets. I personally think Dill Walker will probably just miss the 300-game mark. I reckon he'll finish at about 270, 280 around that mark, which is very close, obviously. Uh, but it is very tough to get to that 300. Not many blokes do it. So Dylan Walker was our first one. A lot of people guessed Glenn Stewart, but it was Dill Walks. Our next one was a really tough one. And uh, obviously, our younger audience on the podcast would have really struggled with this one. But this is why we throw these ones in to make it tough, to make it interesting. Uh, player two was the great Terry Hill. Uh, what a career Terry Hill had. 246 games of first grade, scored 89 tries at a win percentage of 54%. Very, very impressive. Uh, obviously played State of Origin, 14 games for the New South Wales Blues. Played a stack of games for the Kangaroos as well, about eight games for the Kangaroos. Uh, a pretty impressive knock. Eight games for the Kangaroos, scored seven tries. So pretty impressive. Funnily enough, he actually played 14 games for the New South Wales Blues. Never actually crossed for a try. Uh, so I would not have expected that. A nice little trivia question for you there. Uh, but Terry Hill... Obviously, the pitchers that we've got there as player two, it was, of course, Tezza, uh, one of the quickest lips in rugby league we've ever seen. A very, very talented player. Uh, I believe he came out of Newtown, uh, made his debut for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the early 90s, 19, yeah, 1990 it was. Uh, he played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs that year, playing nine games. Obviously, a Rabbitohs side that was struggling a little bit. Actually made his debut at centre, scored a try on debut, uh, and then came off the bench a little bit and played a lot of lock forward towards the back end of the season, but as we said, not an overly successful season for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, you can see in that grid, you got the Manly Seagulls there. He played for the Seagulls in two different stints. Uh, he played for the Seagulls from 1994 to 1999, uh, and I believe won a premiership in there as well. Obviously lost the 97 grand final, a tough pill to swallow there, uh, but yeah, did feature in the 1996 grand final that they won uh over the St. George Dragons there. I went to say St. George of the Warrior, but of course, just the St. George Dragons. He then went to the West Tigers for a couple of years, which is where that other image is from. I think he was part of the Foundation West Tigers team in the year 2000. Stayed there until 03, and then played one last season for his beloved Seagulls uh, in 2005, which is where that pitch is from. So the two pitches you can see is the 2005 Seagulls jersey and the West Tigers jersey. I think that's the 02-03 jersey. So Terry Hill left just before that team really took off to win that 05 premiership there. Uh, and then the last jersey is, of course, uh, the Kangaroos jersey from, I believe, the 1995 World Cup. Just let me check that. Yes, he played in the 1995 World Cup, scored three tries in four games there, and obviously was the centre in the grand final against England there. Pretty handy side uh, that he featured in that one. Brad Fittler, the skipper of that side. Jeff Toovey at seven. Andrew Johns at nine. One of our favourites, Jimmy Dimmick in the 13. A very, very good Australian side there. So an incredible career from uh, Terry. He obviously is well-known known as well. He obviously made his debut for South Sydney in 1990. Uh, and then we actually had an NRL draft that year, or an ARL draft that year. He actually got drafted to the Eastern Suburbs Roosters, as they were called then. Obviously, the Sydney Roosters, as we know them now. Uh, and I believe he was the guy that sort of led it and took them to court. Uh, he had agreed to go and play for the Magpies that season. Uh, that all sort of went to shit. And, you know, ever since then, we you know, we've had all this talk about drafts and whatnot, but it really didn't work out well for... Uh, 
uh, the NRL back then. So 1990, he played for South Sydney. 91, he played for Eastern Suburbs or the Sydney Roosters. And then 1992, he did make his way to uh, the Magpies. And then, of course, played for Manly during the 90s where he really did his best work there and broke into Kangaroos' sides and all that sort of stuff. So a huge career from the great man, Terry Hill. Uh, obviously, he's gone into a bit of uh, media work and whatnot since. I think he's been one of the faces of Lowe's as well, uh, but very well known for having one of the quickest lips in rugby league. Could banter with the absolute best of them and would chew the ear off opponents consistently. So Terry Hill was player two. Let's move to player three. And I really enjoyed this one. It's funny, we had Dylan Walker on the podcast a couple of years ago. We also had this man on the podcast. He's doing fantastic things. I believe he's working for the NRL in the community side of things. It is, of course, the great Clinton Torpy. Uh, We've got images there of him him in his New Zealand Warriors jersey. That's a pretty iconic Warriors jersey for me. That's the 01-02 sort of era. I know a lot of you keen uh, New Zealand Warriors fans and even just NRL fans in general would have recognized that jersey straight away, the Puma. Uh, uh, with the V down the middle, Vodafone across the hey diddle diddle. Uh, very iconic jersey, sort of, you know, that era of Stacey Jones, Ali Lawatiti, Clinton Torpy, Francis Melly, these sort of guys that were just entertainment plus to watch. So uh, the Warriors jersey, he then went over and played for the Leeds Rhinos at the back end of his career. Clinton Torpy spent some time over there. Uh, and then, of course, he finished, uh, he finished his career with uh, the Gold Coast Titans as well, which a lot of people, I think, forget that he, he did finish his career there. So you have a look at the way it played out for Clinton Torpy. Made his debut for the Warriors when they were called Auckland in 1999. Only played two games that season. Uh, 2000 came back. Only played four games that year. Scored his first NRL try. Uh, big moment for him. He was actually playing fullback back then. That was against the North Queensland Cowboys. Then we had 2001. He played 24 games for the Warriors that year. Scoring 11 tries. Uh, mostly playing center. A little bit of fullback, but mostly playing center did his best work at centre and then he sort of become you know one of the Warriors out and out strike weapons you look 01, 02, 03 he played 22 plus games in all those seasons the New Zealand Warriors in 2002 obviously went all the way to the grand final he managed to score 18 tries that season Clinton Torpy he was an incredible footballer very very talented uh, stayed at the Warriors until 2006 uh, and then of course made his move over to the Super League uh, where he played with the Leeds Rhinos and then returned to the Gold Coast in 2010 or moved to the Gold Coast in 2010 so came back to the NRL uh, for his final two seasons when he returned in 2010 he was pretty fucking handy to be fair 14 games scored six tries in those games uh Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market was winning at about a 71% uh, win rate. So pretty handy. They did go all the way to a prelim final that year in 2010. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans obviously dusted by the Sydney Roosters who went on to play the St. George Illawarra Dragons the week over and got played off the park. But... 
Titans. It's their best season ever, and he featured in that side. The year after, not as successful. Uh, played the 13 games to the Gold Coast Titans, but that was an absolute shit fight of the season. Of those 13 games, didn't win a single... Oh, he won one of those games, uh, but didn't score a try in any of them, and quite often found himself on the bench in the back end of that season. So, And that was the end of Clinton Torby's career in two. 2011, 1999 to 2011, uh, 100-plus first-grade games, 156 first-grade games, so 150-plus, a couple over in the Super League, about 45-odd over there. A fantastic career for Clinton Torpy, and as I said, doing fantastic things uh, in the NRL community space as well. Also played a number of games for New Zealand, 22 games for New Zealand, scoring 11 tries. A pretty handy strike rate there. Uh, I believe I believe he's one of very few guys uh, to score three tries against the Kangaroos, uh, and he actually did it twice. So he might actually be the only one to score three tries against Kangaroos. Do your own research there. Uh, but in 2003, uh, Australia they, they played Australia, and New Zealand won 30 points to 16. He scored three tries, and then a year later in 2005, game one of the 2005 Tri-Nations, uh, the Kiwis won 38 to 28, and once again, Clinton scored. Torpy scored three tries. The week after that, he played Great Britain and scored a double. So pretty impressive. Five tries in two weeks there against the Kangaroos and, of course, against Great Britain. So a very, very impressive career for Clinton Torpy. An unbelievable bloke as well. Had plenty of time for me when I had him on the podcast. An absolute legend. So they are your three NRL – or sorry, they are your three gurus grids for today. We had – player number one was Dylan Walker. Player number two was Terry Hill. And player number three was the great Clinton Torpy. Tomorrow morning, we will be back. You will see uh, tonight, you'll see the next Guru's Grid number two uploaded on the podcast, on the Instagram and on the Facebook. You can have a look at that. And then tomorrow morning, we'll have the answers there and a little bit of a deep dive into those players that have been nominated there. We are deep in the off-season, guys. This is content that I think you guys are going to really enjoy and get stuck into. Make sure you get involved with the grid, Guru's Grid. Make sure you send it to your mates, see how you go, and then check in on the podcast to see if you got them right. If you can get all three, I think you've done pretty well, to be honest with you, and I'll tell you what, I've made the next five or six. There are some pretty tough ones coming your way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 